0: everyone and welcome back to the Watch Dogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host and I consider myself a watchdog. In this episode, this is episode 29, by the way, and for those of you who have listened to all the others, thank you so much for following me. And for those of you who have not, why not? No, I'm just kidding. Tell your friends, tell your family. I want to grow this. I want to get this big, big, big so I can get a lot of people talking. And that's my ultimate goal, like I said, is I want to get big conversations going. Hopefully have guests where we can sit and just talk back and forth about um, political issues and other issues too. And I really want to talk to people that don't agree with me because you learn more that way, but they have to be the kind of people that aren't uh, super sensitive because I don't get offended easily at all. (laughs) And I don't want them to get offended just because I have a different opinion. You've heard, and I've said a couple times in my podcast, that I do tend to be very definitive and direct in my opinion. So I hope that I can find people that I can talk to more about the things that we disagree with, because I think everyone learns more. That way. I mean, I can talk to people that are exactly the same ideology as me. Of course, that's hard to find because I have kind of a mixed ideology between the two. Uh, you heard about my views on abortion, and I have different views on different things. A lot of the times, I'm pretty much middle of the road, but I do tend to lean very conservative on some things, and sometimes I leave kind of cons- liberal on other things. So, that's what makes us all unique. If we all believed the same thing and thought the same thing and liked the same things, goodness gracious, would it be a boring world. We would have no color, no variety. And that, I hear, is the spice of life. All right. Joe Biden has finally announced his candidacy for 2024. And I'm sure... It took like two to three days for them to shoot everything for this uh, launch one and a half minute campaign commercial. And even with all of that footage, they still couldn't get a part that Joe didn't slur his words. To me, that's kind of crazy. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News and the... You know, the usual suspects are celebrating, but another group of individuals are celebrating, and this makes me very suspicious as to why this particular group of people would be celebrating Tucker's demise at Fox because it kind of leans towards the deep state proof. I'll give you more information on that later. Also, um... There's a woman that talks about how if you are trying to lose weight with exercise or by eating less, you are actually fat phobic. Think about that one and I'll touch on that more. Uh, Chuck Schumer and Eric Adams both have attended a Chinese event alongside of a Chinese man that's accused of running Chinese police stations here in the U.S. to keep defectors in line. Interesting, right? Also, I actually don't believe Joe is going to run, for sure. I'll explain that a little bit in detail. And, goodness gracious, Dr. Anthony Fauci, again, He's in the news and he'd made a long form interview with a New York Times reporter. And you'll not believe what he's saying now. So stick around because there's that and maybe a little bit more coming up in today's episode of The Watchdogs Bark. All right. It's for real now. No more pretending, no more speculating. Joe Biden is. Running for president for 2024. I don't think you'll actually make it. I'll cover more of that later on. But right now, let's just talk about the announcement, shall we? You see, um, I know <laughs> that it takes a whole lot of film to edit down to a two-hour movie or a 30-minute commercial or, or a sitcom or a a one-and-a-half-minute commercial. So I pretty much know they probably shot for about two to three days with Joe Biden trying to get this announcement. If you listen closely, you can hear Joe is still struggling to speak. I think we're getting to the point with his dementia where this is going to mean in this next campaign He's not going to do any campaigning. Of course, he didn't in the last one. He campaigned from his basement, and they just really attacked Donald Trump with millions and millions and millions of negative ads. So I think the Democrats are going to stick to that game plan for this new election. But listen to Joe's announcement, all right?
1: Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes from the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote.
0: First of all, if you listen to that closely, heard him. The MAGA Republicans. He's painting a dystopian type of future if we dare allow Trump to be reelected. It's the same thing that they did before 2016. They said the stock market was going to crash and the world was going to go into nuclear war and, eh, you know, dogs and cats sleeping together. Mass hysteria. (laughs) For those of you who don't know that reference, that's Ghostbusters. Oh, and by the way, I'm talking about the original Ghostbusters, not this horrible catastrophe where it was an all-women's cast. I don't have any problems with all-women in casts, but don't remake classics like the Ghostbusters and try and make it woke. That's ridiculous. The chemistry, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Eugene Levy, Sigourney Weaver. I mean, goodness gracious, you can't beat that chemistry. And they just didn't have it in the new one. Sorry, that's just my opinion. You know what you can do if you disagree. Anyway, that's what they're painting. They're painting this picture, okay? And you can hear a little bit of slurring going on there with Joe Biden. Uh, Either he had a few scotches like Nancy used to before her (laughs) her press conferences, or the guy's slipping. And also, this extremely well-produced and very... Graphic video of him in all these different places around the country and him and Kamala doing all kinds of things together. And by the way, um, Joe Biden is stuck with Kamala Harris because if he were to let her go, even though she has a lower approval rating than he does, okay, that's saying something. She would destroy him. She has the goods. She knows how far his dementia has progressed. And I'm guessing she knows quite a bit about the Biden family business. So Joe is stuck with Kamala and Kamala just, uh, you know, gave us another groundbreaking speech uh, just yesterday. Listen to what she said.
1: It's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, For us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but
0: the future. Uh, That reminds me of her, the uh, significance of the passage of time, where she said it like 10 times. And yes, by the way, that was me laughing in the background, because I, I can't listen to her speak anymore without laughing out loud. It's I, I just can't do it. <laughs> this woman cannot speak. And the crazy thing is, she can't hold on to a press secretary either, because... From what I understand, when they write out all of her speeches and they give her all kinds of notes for her to study before these speeches, she discards it all. Her hubris makes her disregard all of that, thinking she can just shoot from the hip and be extremely eloquent. And that's not even close. As a matter of fact, this clip came from, an Australian news source, and their comment right after this word salad was
1: What is this woman smoking? Keep in mind, she premised that with, I think it's very important. So you lean in, and then you're just like, What the actual.
0: <laughs> My friends, we are becoming the laughing stock of the world because of these two. And we're going to let him run the country for four more years? Mm, yeah, I don't think so. And also, the whole tone of the speech, like I said, was very almost dystopian. Oh, and for those of you not keeping up, my brain tends to switch gears like that. I'm going back to the original Joe Biden announcement speech. You remember, it, it brought memories back of when he stood in front of that scarlet lit set with the fully dressed Marines and talked about the extreme MAGA Republicans. This is insane. Joe is going to be the exact same as he's been. He's getting worse. Kamala is the same. She's always been. Neither one has an approval rating over 40%. So, Yeah, that's that's really great news for the upcoming. Oh, and by the way, uh, RFK Jr. and Marion Williamson are also running as Democratic nominees and they want some kind of primary. But the DNC has announced there will be no primary debates at all. And both RFK Jr. and Miriam Williamson are not too happy about that. I, I just can't even, un, I can't even imagine how bad either Joe would be destroyed or especially Kamala. Oh, my gads. They're both completely incompetent. And Joe's supposed to be this amazing expert, especially foreign policy. That's supposed to be his expertise almost 50 years of foreign policy, and he has screwed up the U.S.'s standing in the world and our national security and weakened our military and opened our borders. He has been the worst president in U.S. history, and that's saying a lot. I used to say it was Jimmy Carter, and like I said in another podcast, Jimmy Carter was a great Man, he was a great, great man, but a horrible president. Joe Biden is neither a good man nor a good president. Just my opinion, of course. You can agree or disagree. And of course, if you do, don't hesitate to write me. Drew at the watchdogsbark.com. All right, moving on. (laughs) Tucker Carlson has been let go at Fox News. And of course, you have the usual suspects celebrating The View, CNN, MSNBC. But one of the reasons why you know what Tucker was revealing was true and dangerous to the deep state is because the people in the Pentagon were actually celebrating Tucker's demise at Fox News. Why would people working at the Pentagon be celebrating that? Shouldn't they be more concerned with things like, uh, oh, I don't know, national security or troop placements around the world or intelligence gathering? Why are people at the Pentagon celebrating the demise of Tucker Carlson? Maybe, perhaps... Tucker Carlson was saying things they didn't want you to hear. I honestly believe that this was probably the silent part of the massive settlement with Dominion voting machines. I believe that Dominion said that they'll take, instead of the $1.6 billion, I think is what they were suing Fox for, $1.6 billion. They said, okay, the settlement will take, instead of $1.6 billion, We'll take $787 million, and we want you to fire Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson. Now, Dan Bongino had just one show a week, you know, but it was a highly rated show. But he still got his radio show and his podcast, so he's fine. But Tucker Carlson was the number one host in all of cable news for the 8 o'clock Eastern hour. There was no one even close to him. I think he did the same thing when he was with CNN. He, he like topped their charts and they cut him. So it, it seems like Tucker Carlson gets fired when he's at the top. Uh, Tucker Carlson's still at the top of his game, and I believe he will definitely land on his feet. Newsmax, maybe. One America News, maybe. I doubt either of them can afford him. I think Tucker Carlson's probably going to do his own thing now. Uh, he may go with Glenn Beck. Uh, and do his network. But I think Tucker Carlson would be wise just to start his own big podcast. And I believe he'll instantly have millions of followers because people, I think about three and a half people, three and a half million followers tuned in every night at 8 PM Eastern. And I think one of his highest rated shows was his interview with Donald Trump, and that was like six and a half million people tuned into that interview. And it's it's interesting, Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson used to be butting heads, but they have made up, and uh, I was really impressed with that interview, actually. And I've watched uh, Donald Trump being interviewed by other people too, but I was most impressed with the interview he did with Tucker Carlson. So that's my belief. Again, I believe that this was all part of that Dominion settlement that Tucker Carlson had to go. All right, moving on. (laughs) I'm going to play this for you, but you're not going to believe it. This woman, I won't even say her name, it was on TikTok, and this is another stupid reason TikTok needs to be banned. We have idiot influencers like this on there all the time, polluting the minds of young children. But listen to what this woman says about being fat phobic.
1: Another great question. This person is asking if there is any time in which intentional weight loss is not fat phobic. I'm going to say 99.9% of the times if you are intentionally losing weight, it is fat phobic. I'm leaving that point Little zero one percent in case I am truly, truly wrong, but I don't think I am. And here's the reason why. I'm not saying if you exercise and happen to lose weight, that that is fat phobic. I'm not saying if you start a medication and you happen to lose weight, that is fat phobic. I am not saying that if you're going through any type of, you know, illness and that is altering your body in some way, That that is fat phobic. I'm saying when you are intentionally exercising to lose weight, altering your diet to lose weight, doing any activity intentionally to lose weight, is fat phobic. Uh,
0: uh, very few things leave me speechless, but when I heard that for the first time, I was like, uh, what? Uh, You're telling me, okay, so if you unintentionally go out for a jog or bike ride with your loved one or kids and you happen to lose weight, that's not fat phobic. If you get an illness and happen to lose weight, that's not fat phobic. But if you are intentionally trying to lose weight through exercise and diet and working with a nutritionist to try and lose weight, that is fat phobic. And I have a real problem with the word phobic. When they put phobic after everything, they make it sound like you're afraid of it. No, if you're against staying fat and want to lose weight to be healthier, that's not fat phobic. That's health conscious. There's a real problem going on in our country. Uh, It's not nearly as prevalent around the world, mostly in our country. There are 30% of teenagers are obese in our country, and 10% of teenagers have a fatty liver. That's insane. Do you remember when Rebel Wilson, she was on Pitch Perfect and, and other movies, she lost all the weight and got down quite skinny. People attacked her, just castigated her. How dare you betray the image that you've, you've made so popular? And why, why do you hate fat people so much? And the same thing with Adele. Adele lost a lot of weight because she wanted to be healthier and she was attacked. So we have a real crazy thing going on in this country where we celebrate obesity. And we tell people that if you are obese, you're healthy and to just accept it. No, I'm telling you right now, if you are obese, especially morbidly obese, you're not healthy at all. And if you don't eat healthier and exercise and lose weight, you're going to die earlier than you would have had you lived healthier and lost that weight it's just a medical fact we have we've gone insane in this country not only with the the transphobia and the homophobia and all these all these phobias when you don't agree with a lifestyle you're called a phobic that's a complete twisting of the meaning of the word phobic if you're phobic You're afraid of something. Like if you're arachnophobic, you're afraid of spiders. If you're transphobic, you're not afraid of trans people. You just disagree with their lifestyle. All right? If you have a fear of snakes, you're afraid of snakes. If you're wanting to get healthy and lose weight, you're not fatphobic. You just want to be healthy. I don't understand how this has been twisted to this point. And actually, I have to back that up. I do understand this is all a part of the effort I've been talking about in numerous podcasts of the multi-generational plan to demoralize, desensitize, and destroy the youth of this country. And it is working extremely well. Oh, and by the way, let me give credit where credit is due. That clip of the woman talking about fat phobia and so many other amazing gems come from Libs of TikTok, uh, a woman that basically just reposts other people's TikTok videos to show how absurd some of people's beliefs are. And they this woman has been attacked mercilessly. Saying that she's doctoring them and she's, you know, editing them down and, and she's making them look worse than they are. And, and no, she's just reposting the full TikTok videos that she sees that are absurd. And that one certainly was. OK, really quickly, Chuck Schumer and Eric Adams were both seen attending a Chinese event alongside a man by the name of Harry Liu Zhanhuang. He is a Chinese man that is here in the U.S. running Chinese police stations to keep defectors in line when they want to speak out against the CCP or to catch those who escaped the CCP or Communist China, just to let you know what CCP is, without their knowledge. So Chuck Schumer and Eric Adams attended an event with a Chinese man who is running Chinese police stations here in the U.S. to keep Chinese defectors in line or to catch those who defected without China's knowledge. Doesn't that make you feel all warm and fuzzy? Yeah, me either. All right. And I know I said I was going to get to the Anthony Fauci interview with the New York Times reporter, but that's not going to happen until next time. because. I really want to spend a little more time on why I don't believe Joe Biden is actually going to run in 2024. I believe he was allowed to announce he's going to run as a distraction. You see, James Comer and Jim Jordan and others are digging up a whole lot of information about the Biden family business. And they're getting proof like bank statements and, of course, all of the salacious videos on Hunter Biden's laptop, but also the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. And they've been authenticated by one of the members in the email chain, a man by the name of Tony Bobolinsky. He said, Yep, they're absolutely all true. And yes, Joe Biden is the big guy. And you remember, I said one of the emails said very specifically, H stands for Hunter, holds 10% for the big guy. And the big guy, of course, is Joe. So I believe the hammer's about to come down on Hunter and probably the entire Biden family business. And by the way, there's now 12. (laughs) Remember last time I said there were nine? Now there's 12 Biden family members that are on the take. With all of this money coming in from China and Russia and Ukraine and Kazakhstan and other countries. So I believe what's going on now is the powers that be, a.k.a. the globalists, are really putting a lot of pressure on Joe. And I believe they have told him, yeah, you can go ahead and announce, that's fine, but you can't run. Because if you do run, we're going to let all these charges stick to you. And the reason why I know this is it's not only Fox News reporting on this now. It's all of the news organizations. It's all about the felony charges, the tax evasion, the buying the gun illegally, all these things. And they have proof of everything on Hunter Biden's laptop. The moron recorded himself doing probably a dozen felonies. So they have all this leverage against Joe, and I think they're going to say, okay, Joe, if you'll drop out and let Gavin Newsom run, then we will drop all these charges against your son. And you and your family can go and just live off the millions of dollars you've made from all of these countries. Uh, we'll ignore the hundred and fifty Suspicious activity reports. We'll ignore all of the investigations. We'll make all that go away if you don't run in 2024. That's why I believe still, and you can mark my words, I may have to eat them. And if I if I have to eat them, I will. But I'm just predicting. I don't. I still don't think Joe's going to be able to run. I think also the powers that be know Joe is not healthy. He may be physically, uh, you know, uh, quite healthy and and spry for an 80-year-old, but his mental capacity is really slipping. Every single day, you can see differences. If I played you a clip from when Joe first ran as president and a clip from now, you'd be shocked because there's a significant decline in mental acuity. And a lot of people write it off and says, well, Joe's got a, a stutter. And that's why sometimes he's fumbles with words, but Joe's always been a gaff a minute Joe. That's even when he was young in the seventies, eighties, nineties, goodness gracious. He's been around a long time. He got in in 1972 and he's always been a gaff a minute idiot. Uh, he has a propensity of saying things without thinking all the time. But now his brain really has a hard time catching up to his tongue. So it may be part stuttering, but I think mostly it's Joe not being able to think of the words. And we know he does shake hands with ghosts and thinks dead people are still alive. So Joe is declining big time. And I just don't see him making it through the 2024 election cycle. I just don't. All right. And one other thing I want to talk about really quickly before I go to the positive message is the White House has become a safe space for Hunter. You see, he doesn't want to get served papers from the stripper that is trying to sue him for child support. Yeah, that child they created together. Hunter is such a pathetic loser. He may have been able to make a bunch of money for his family, but it was really his last name was the only reason why he was allowed to make all that happen. I feel sorry for the child because the child has been abandoned completely from Hunter, from Joe, from Jill. That child will not grow up knowing her father or knowing her grandparents. I think it's so sad because it's not the child's fault. It absolutely is not the child's fault. And the child deserves to know their parents deserves to know their grandparents and deserves to have that love and i think it's just pathetic and shows the true character of the biden family that isn't willing to own up to that and give this poor little girl a loving father and grandparents so again that's my opinion agree or disagree write me drew at the watchdogsbark.com okay I love this quote, and I can't remember who said it originally. I honestly can't. It was a motivational speaker. Um, it may have been a religious figure. It may have been a motivational speaker. I can't remember. Anyway, but the quote means a lot to me. It matters not if you try and fail and try and fail again. It matters much if you try and fail and fail to try again. And I know Stephen Richards actually kind of abridged this and made it into a little smaller quote that makes, uh, makes it a little more succinct. Uh, he says, the only time you fail is when you fall down and stay down. So my friends, always get back up. No matter how hard you fall, get back up. No matter if that horse bucks you off, you get back up on that horse. No matter if you fall off that bike, you get back on that bike. No matter if you fall off the skateboard, when you're skating half pipe, get back on there because the only time you truly fail is when you fail to try anymore. All right. So think about that. And until next time, and by the way, next time I will talk about Anthony Fauci and his interview with the New York Times. (laughs) I can't do the Anthony Fauci voice without hurting my throat. So Anthony Fauci has that long form interview with New York Times reporter. Um, Oh, ISIS is growing again in Afghanistan. And what does it say when a president and vice president won't call the victims of a school shooting and they're still trying to cover up the manifesto? I'll cover more of that in the next episode. And until then, create an amazing day.